0: All right, welcome to the Drink 5 Podcast. Today we're talking about week 16, you're in the championship, so now what? Hot stuff, man. All
1: right. Well, welcome to the Drink 5 podcast. I am Jason, and across from me, as always, is Dave. Uh, we've got with us here tonight our buddy Vince. Vince uh, has been uh, in the Drink 5 family before, and welcome back to the show, Vince. You've been on the podcast I as have, well. Thank you very much for having us come yeah, back. Thank you for joining us, my friend.
0: So, first of all, there's a there's a shot up here to take. All right. Merry Christmas and Shanika.
1: It's like eight for the day eight for the last hour
0: who's counting (laughs) you guys are i guess Anyway, uh, we, we have lots to talk about, obviously, and the cool thing about uh, it being the day it is is that this is the waiver-wire day for most leagues leading up to Week 16, which is the championship game in the majority of leagues out there. We are not, as a, as a rule in Drink 5, going to be uh, offering advice for Week 17 because, honestly, it's so variable that you can't really give anyone advice uh, you know, and, and be straight about it. Your, your thoughts on that, guys?
1: I, I hate Week 17. I mean, it's great to watch... But it's impossible for fantasy. I would agree. As a person
2: that's lost two leagues already, I'm, I don't
0: like it. There you go. <laughs> so uh, the, the first uh, segment of the show, as always, is what are you drinking? And I'm curious uh, for, for Jason what he's drinking or about to pour into a glass. And, and for myself, I do uh, need one of those beers over there um, that looks so good. Okay,
1: well, from Oath Brewery, I have the Snaggletooth Bandana, which is an American India Pale Ale. Um, from Solomoth Brewery, which is in Naperville. Uh, we had a Solomoth um, bomber on the show last week. I don't remember what it was called uh, because it was a French word. It was a Belgian, was Belgian.
0: rye or something like that, but yes. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so uh, we've also got the Stone Enjoy by 122516 unfiltered IPA. Uh, so we only have five days to drink this, so you better get going. And well, th- now is I'm about to pour. As now
0: well. is within the five days, I think, right?
1: Honestly, it actually tastes
2: just as good the next day, and you can get it for like five dollars cheaper
1: <laughs> if it's still available. Sure. And that's a fancy one. I mean, uh, sometimes the enjoy buys are like a lighter beer, and it's you know only ten bucks for a sixer. That's a seventeen dollar sixer. So I'm expecting good things from this Enjoy Buy. We had other versions of their series? I have, series? And, and
2: like I was just saying, yeah, we get them at like a Vinny's, and if they still have them, it's like clearance prices, and it's great. It's
1: great. That's excellent. Uh, I did pick up some clearance beer today as well. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I, I think we could all drink to clearance beer, right? Cheers to clearance. Yeah, thank you, Clarence. So uh, what is it that you're drinking over there? I'm actually drinking the solemn oath. You've as got well. the solemn oath, okay? And it's
2: what six and a half
1: percent alcohol too. So and I Ooh. see Dave's got a beer with some kind of award on it over there. What is that beer?
0: That's a blue ribbon. That's Pabst Blue Ribbon, which is always welcome in any circles, including this particular. Especially circle. in this uh, studio. Although technically we're like a triangle right now. I'm trying to get people to to picture uh, the way we're situated, basically. Uh Vince, uh who's who's you know, thank you for joining us again because He's ahead of the table. He actually is up on top of a staircase <laughs> right now where Jason and I are beneath the staircase in the basement. He's uh, being
1: held up by about a dozen, would you say, guys? What are you guys doing on there?
0: There's a very interesting lever and pulley system that we had to rig in order to get this to work. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're 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 all around the same table, and and I'm I'm happy to uh, to begin the show. But yes, I have Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> Cheers and thank you. Excellent, excellent. Um, it so won an award, yeah. So let's talk about it's got
1: an award right on the side of the beer.
0: Let's talk about some of the headlines and news and injury updates from the week. So first of all, uh, one of the things that I that I noticed was uh, Shane Vereen. Who uh, was someone that you could play on the Giants, especially in PPR leagues, getting a lot of uh, receiving uh, down snaps, uh, passing down snaps, and uh, pretty good in pass protection? He came back too early from an injury. And retore his triceps once again in the Giants game against the Lions. So it's Jennings and Perkins moving forward. We've talked about both of them throughout the year. I'm wondering if there's any fantasy value there in your opinions for the championship game if you're hurting at the position. Obviously, if you have DeMarco Murray and, and you know, who else, uh, top 10 guys, you're not going to be starting a Rashad Jennings. But Rashad Jennings, for example, has been in my lineup for a couple of leagues um, that I'm still in. So oftentimes, especially in PPR, he does score enough points to keep him afloat. Uh, Do you think that he's going to be a play this next week against the Lions?
1: So Shane Vereen and I have a complicated past in Dynasty. I just want to you know, send that flag up first. And of course, mostly because I have Rashad Jennings as well. So uh, last week, I did decide to sit Rashad Jennings, um, because of, uh, you know, I was kind of questionable about him playing Detroit. Uh, I played uh, Kenneth Farrow instead of him, and he scored a couple more points. That's not the point, really. Um, we're talking about Shane Vereen. I'm not huge on Shane Vereen. I think that if you're in the championship game, odds are you're not going to need to pick up a running back to start this week. Um, but, you know, if you, uh, if you have to have a guy, um, he's not the worst option in the world if you're in a PPR league. If you're in a regular league, then I don't really uh, see any problem, any way uh, that you would want to like start him with any sort of confidence. Maybe your league is very deep, but at the same time, like nobody's making waiver picks right now. Um, So I'm sure that we'll look at some waiver pickups soon, but there's got to be better guys on the wire, I think, than Shane Vereen.
0: Not Shane Vereen. You're talking about Rashad Jennings.
2: Yeah, Shane Vereen. Shane
0: Vereen has actually just retore his triceps. So he won't be playing, if that's who you're referring to. (laughs) So, you know, starting off on an interesting note. No,
1: I made sure to go back to Shane Vreen because I thought that's who it was. No, 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 no. Don't get too sidetracked on Rashad Jennings. I talked about him a bit earlier. I said him last week. Um, I I am not super confident in him this week. Who are the Giants playing? Uh, They play on Thursday night, right, against uh, the Eagles?
0: They're, yes. play, they're playing the Eagles this week. They played the Lions last week.
1: Yeah, and it's a Thursday night game. I, I say stay away from Rashad Jennings again.
0: Sure. Uh, if you have to play him, I'm saying that he is the primary ball carrier on that team. So he is a guy who's uh, available and able, especially because Shane Vereen's not there. He will get a lot of those passing downs. But I agree with you that he's not a great option. Uh, the Jaguars fired their head coach after having a really disappointing season. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. But Doug Marone said that they're sticking with Blake Bortles. So let's talk about this. I'm not sure that it's Blake Bortles' fault. It might be. But the whole offense has just kind of imploded this year. So we'll see what happens. I know he actually played pretty well last year. Uh, what I'm what I'm asking is, is anything working for them this year? Allen Robinson has had some big games, but mostly a disappointing uh, season. Allen Hearns, who broke out so so big in past seasons has not done hardly anything this year. Marquise Lee has been a, a weird bright spot uh, just recently. <laughs> um, so is there anyone on Jacksonville that you would you would play or, or even think about playing for this Week 16 matchup?
2: I would say as a person that's literally had both Allens and both running backs for Jacksonville on his team, I know you can't play any of them.
0: So no, stay away, you say? Stay
2: away from Jacksonville. Please.
1: I want to <laughs> say we have Allen Robinson ranked close to 40 this week. Um he, he has certainly fallen very far. Not quite as far as Brandon Marshall has fallen, but almost. Uh,
0: Both products of a terrible team and offense in general.
1: Right. So,
0: oh boy. So the answer uh, is no, then. You don't want to start those guys because...
1: I kind of like Marquise Lee. I got to say, uh, he seems to be the only like good player on the offense at the moment. They're playing the Titans, who give up a lot of passing yards. I think that Lee could be a decent flex play. Um... You know, I would go. I would. I would. I would be okay with starting Lee.
0: You sound very confident. <laughs> so just when That's it looked fine. like Kenneth Dixon had taken over the backfield for the Baltimore Ravens and was ready to roll out as an every week start, Terrence West outtouched him again, seventeen to nine against the Eagles. A touchdown did save Dixon's fantasy day, so he was still an okay play. But it looks like Dixon and West are both in need of a refresher course on pass protection, apparently according to uh, all of the coach speak and beat reporters this week. It looks like neither of those guys are really very good at pass protection on those third downs. that are all important, as we know. Which means that you're going to have like a fullback or, or some third-string running back filling in because they're better at pass protection, even though they can't really perform offensively. Going up against the Steelers this week, I'm asking if either running back is a good start. So that's Dixon or West. So let's compare them to, uh, for example, to Jennings. Uh, would you be starting Rashad Jennings over a guy like uh, Dixon or West? If you do want to start Dixon or West, which one would you choose this week against Pittsburgh?
1: I would go with uh, – mm, that's tough. I, I think I would go with Terrence West. If they're having protection issues, uh, and then West has been running the ball a little bit better, then i got to imagine that they're going to stick with the veteran in a game where like we win and we're in the playoffs. Um, so I, I think that I would start West over Dixon – uh, I would also start him over Rashad Jennings, but it, it's weird. Like after we were talking about Rashad Jennings, it kind of dawned on me, like, oh, I'm gonna have to make that decision in a league where Rashad Jennings could be my flex guy. So uh, that's something that I need to think about.
0: These are all important decisions, yeah. And I think Dixon actually has been playing better uh, statistically wise than West has, at least for YPC, etc. But both of them have really not, uh, you know, turned the knob too far up past eleven. Um, they, they are just, uh, just riding around at five or six, as far as I'm concerned. So for the Ravens, who it seems like every game they have to pass to win, um, or at least most of those games, they've been having some issues because Mike Wallace has not been connecting. Um, and, and some of those other guys that they really go to, like Steve Smith, he's getting older. You see that there's some wear and tear on him. Man, Steve uh,
1: Smith had a touchdown last week.
0: He sure. Did. He's, so,
1: he's doing his thing that that offense isn't going to generate any huge
0: well Steve Smith normally Steve's. would be a huge PPR guy that gets 10 receptions a game but that's not happening anymore
1: he gets a lot of targets still uh I would like to see it back closer to the double digits rather than like six or seven but, so uh, so
0: ideally we're saying that that there uh that there is a good start in there you're saying you play west over Jennings because I disagree with you I think that Uh, I would play Jennings over West or Dixon because they're splitting, and Jennings is taking the most of the carries. But, uh, I mean, I guess that's up for, for debate, for, for individuals to decide for their own leagues. Uh, do you have any input on this, Vince?
2: I agree with you. I think a guy who's getting more touches as opposed to Baltimore situation, I would go with. James. Well, they, they
0: are going to split. Regardless, I mean, the, the week prior to this, uh, Dixon had more touches than West. And this last week, West had more touches than Dixon. So it's definitely a very touchy situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I you know me, I like to look at the matchup, uh, and I feel like that's very important. And when it determines who I'm going to start in those, like, bubble positions, right? Uh, So West is playing the uh, Steelers, who have given up the fifth most fantasy points. Uh, Meanwhile, Jennings is playing the Eagles. They've given up the, you know, 21st most. So the Eagles are doing way better against running backs. They're giving up a lot of points, the Eagles are, to the passing game. I think that the Giants are really going to focus on the passing game this week. Uh, and, and like to the wide receivers, not just dump offs So surely that has nothing to do like with
0: you wanting Odell Beckham Jr. to have a whole bunch of really <laughs> good. Don't reception. have Odell. Don't have Odell <laughs> on any of the championship games. Oh, that's too bad. I,
1: I love Odell, and he's on a couple of my teams, and I'll be playing for third place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I uh, this, I just think that that's the way this game is going to go. I think it's going to be a passing game for the Giants, and it it could very well be. You know, Odell scores two long touchdowns, then nobody else on the team is going to get a whole lot of yards. Okay, Because he's taking up, he's eating up the whole drive.
0: So I, I do kind of agree with me. And I said, I, I'm sorry, I agree with you. Agree uh, you agree with you. <laughs> I, agree, I always agree I like with that. <laughs> but, but what I was saying earlier is that Rashad is a great play in a PPR league because he's still getting the majority of the rushes, but also those backfield passes without Barin there. Yeah. So I think we probably agree that, that uh, he is a good play in a PPR league. Well,
1: I did just say, like, in a half point, I, I need to consider starting him in a flex position. Uh, and you're arguing for the flex. I just would say, if I had Terrence West on that team as well, I think I'm gonna go with Terrence West.
0: Okay. Well, uh, perhaps we should bet on that after the show. I I, I think uh, I think West is on his way uh, on his way east. So Brock Osweiler is out, and it probably would have been a lot sooner had he not signed such a large contract earlier this year, right? Agreed. They paid a lot of money for the guy. And Tom Savage is in. So let's talk. Uh, okay, give me give me one word that describes Brock Osweiler's performance so far this year. Can we go clockwise, starting with Vince?
2: <laughs> one word, boring.
0: Okay, boring. Great. And Jason?
1: Brock Lobster.
0: <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, obviously he's been the butt of many jokes so far this year and has not been able to pass to his main guy, DeAndre Hopkins, who, let's let's face it, is a standout wide receiver. So now with Tom Savage, he looked pretty respectable against, uh, respectable against the Jaguars. Um, and I know I say that, and it's it's not that difficult to play amazing football against the Jaguars. He had
1: a very slow and painful comeback against the Jaguars.
0: Sure, but but the key ingredient, right, is his ability to move the ball downfield, and that's something that Osweiler was not able to do all year. So he connected with DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins had a good game. You know, that hasn't happened in a while where he gets like eight receptions, uh, you know, where he, he really is an outstanding player, and I think, personally, that they're just going to let Osweiler kind of just rot on the side of the road. And they're going to eat that money, and he might be holding the most expensive clipboard um, of all the NFL teams next year. Uh, well,
1: can't they just cut him next year? Or They, they still, still have to pay him? money to him. Because it's just a two-year contract, isn't it?
0: Sure, but it's a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. So the Texans go up against the Bengals this week. Uh, the question at hand is, Can we trust players like DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller because they're both good receivers that have proven themselves this year, but not with Brock Osweiler? Um, Tom Savage has the ability to give them the ball in downfield situations which both of them really need. So in lineups, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, and CJ Fedorowicz, how do they do? My opinion... Fedorowicz does not get as many passes because he doesn't need to be the security blanket that he was for Osweiler, and I think that both Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins will find themselves with the ball more often.
2: I agree with that. I think that, um, similar to, and my brother's a huge 49ers fan, and I joke with him about uh, Colin Kaepernick, and... The same thing happened. Kaepernick comes in, all of a sudden, he's a stud. Right. Then the next season, people know who he is. So I think if you're asking about next year, Tom Savage will have troubles with these people. This year, I think they're gonna. Nobody knows what's gonna happen. Tom Savage has a great game with these two receivers. See,
0: that's the thing, and, and Jason, I'll let you speak too. But it's it's that thing about like this new quarterback that's never played. Yeah. Like they often do well because nobody has any idea what they're gonna do.
1: Yeah, I mean Savage played like 43 minutes, and uh, he <clears throat> he threw the pa- the ball 36 times. They were behind. I don't know that Savage is going to do a ton. Um, like, I think that they're going to try to push him into more of a game manager role starting the game. They're going to try to run the ball a whole lot. Cincinnati isn't a super great team. Hit-miss with Cincinnati. Right. So, you know, Cincinnati gets up for a game against the Steelers, but on a game after Christmas, like, this is the Monday night game, right? You know, it, it's no. not going to... Monday like, night Detroit versus... Oh, it's no. a Sunday night game. No, it's... it's Detroit's... Not. It's a Saturday yeah, it's, night game. Yeah.
0: Okay. Christmas Eve evening. Eve, yes, that's it.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I don't know that Cincinnati is going to be ready to play this game. Um I think that they're just going to run the ball and kind of manage the game. I don't know that Tom Savage is going to have a huge game. The question is I just... I don't know that he's going to be able to get his receivers big
0: game. Well, sure, and nobody knows. But, you know, the, if you need someone, this is what we're talking about here, uh, right? Yeah, I understand. Is DeAndre Hopkins finally did better? Now, is that a product of the fact that he had to throw it 36 times? You know, perhaps. But the fact is he's able to get it to those receivers, at least versus that defense, way better than Osweiler has the entire year. So, we'll see. And 260
1: uh, I, yards on 23 completions. Like, that's a much better average than Osweiler could have hoped for.
0: Right. So, what I'm saying is if you have DeAndre Hopkins on the bench and you normally wouldn't play him, I might put him in in this situation. I realize that it's a shaky situation, but Hopkins is actually doing well in the small sample size that we have.
1: Yeah, go ahead and start Hopkins. You know, we talked about Hopkins all year, and I think I recommended benching him a lot. And I'm, I'm proud of myself for recommending that, but mm-hmm. I started him, like, every single week. I couldn't help myself. I still started him every freaking week. Yeah, so you lied. No, the advice I gave someone isn't necessarily what I would do on my own team, but I think it's the best advice that I can give.
0: Okay, he you wasn't. Know? He wasn't able. He didn't have the just testicular because I fortitude. don't have exactly <laughs> just because
1: I don't have the balls to actually make the move doesn't mean that. I shouldn't tell people what the right move probably is. No, sure. and that's a very I am right about that.
0: That's a very good point. I mean, you might you might know the move but not do it yourself. We live in
1: the real world. I can't you know, you can't do everything you say.
0: Okay. So it looks like we're a little shaky on, on this Tom Savage situation, which is fine because everybody is, including the coaching staff in Houston. Including Tom Savage. Including Tom Savage himself. Tom but Savage
1: is the only one who like doesn't give a shit. I think that... He's Thomas Benjamin Savage. It's <laughs> always Benjamin.
0: I think I think that, uh, that Hopkins will probably statistically have a better game than he normally does on average with Osweiler if Savage is the quarterback. So I think you can at least go into the game thinking that. Uh, Let's talk about Derek Carr, still having an issue with his finger, showing up in production on the field. He's only put up 330 yards, a touchdown, and an interception over the past two games. So pretty bad statistics, right? Going up against the Colts this week, which is a team that everybody loves to throw against because they just don't have that good of a secondary and a defense in general, should be a tasty matchup for the Raiders. But is it going to be all Latavius Murray and the rest of their backfield, or can we trust Carr and company? where it counts? Uh, I know he can't line up under center so far in the past couple games. Is he going to be better enough where Amari Cooper becomes, you know, uh, Michael Crabtree become huge uh, starts? And I will say this caveat. um, I've had Crabtree in a couple leagues the whole year, and regardless of how Derek Carr is doing, he tends to get his. But Amari Cooper has been suffering. Is that because of Carr or is that because of Cooper?
1: I think... You mean Crabtree? Because, or is Cooper causing his own problems? Sorry. I think it's because Crabtree is around.
0: Well, the the offense throws the, the ball enough to to have two receivers.
1: It it does, but they don't catch the ball enough.
0: Sure, but but is Amari Cooper is is the number one receiver for that team? He should be making uh should be getting stats that have him uh performing at that WR one level, and he's not currently. So what I'm asking is, do you have Amari Cooper on your team? Do you play Amari Cooper? And well, how much does that have to do with uh, Derek Carr and his situation? So if you're a car owner, is he already on the waiver wire? Have you already dumped him? Can you trust him in Week 16? And how does that impact Amari Cooper? That's what I'm asking.
1: I don't trust him. You do know, I, I don't know that you can. His uh, target numbers have been quite variable. He had a week where he was a couple weeks, 13, five, and then 15, and then eight after that. Uh, the last three weeks it's four ten and three um so I, I you know the Raiders aren't scoring as many points um they're not they're not playing as well um I who do they play this week oh the Colts that's right you know the weird thing about the Colts is that the uh, wide receivers are giving up uh, they're, they're doing well against wide receivers uh they're in like the top 10 in terms of you know fewest points given up but the quarterbacks are still scoring lots of points. Uh, so I, I like Murray in this situation. I like Carr. I don't think that I like the wide receivers. But that being said, chances are if you've got Cooper or if you've got Crabtree, then uh, they're better than you know most of the guys you have in your team anyway. So you're going to have to start one of them.
0: Sure, but we're talking about Derek Carr. So you don't think his finger is going to impact his ability to score points this week?
1: No, I, I think th- you play him.
0: Even though he hasn't put up points the past two weeks.
1: I think when you
2: put the quarterback in a situation where you pamper him, unlike, I'm comparing him, as a Detroit fan, I'm comparing him to Matt Stafford, who looked good even though his receivers couldn't catch. Derek, <laughs> Derek Carr has to stand back, and they put him in a situation where he can at least play. He's not in a place to play. He's not going to play well.
0: He has bad stats for the last two weeks. So. He'll
2: win. He'll win the game against Indianapolis because Indianapolis finds ways to lose. <laughs> They're but like the Detroit of last year. They're like the
0: Detroit of last year.
2: <laughs> but he will not win your fantasy team game.
1: Okay. I, I, I don't have that much of a problem with starting Derek Carr this week. Um,
0: you know, okay, so, so he at he, 330, one touchdown, one in over the past two games, but you think that he'll pick it back up because he's getting healthier.
1: Yeah, and he's playing the Colts, and they're not like a great team. Okay. You know, it can't be all uh, a rushing game for that. For them, because the Colts can score points. Understood. The, the Oakland will give up points.
0: I, I think Vince and I will say, do not play Derek Carr this week. That's fine. Um, Sammy Watkins did not put up a goose egg in Week 15, but he came very close. Right, he had four targets, one <laughs> reception, very close. ten yards. The Bills dominated the Browns with their running backs, so LaShawn McCoy and Mike Gillisley were really the guys that were running that offense. He's still Sammy Watkins, though. He did pretty well the previous week, and he'll be playing against Miami this week. It's really hard to sit a guy that can put up 20 points any week. And so some scenarios I'd like to look at, and I'd like to ask you guys, uh, Sammy Watkins, is this a guy you would be considering starting if you have him on your bench right now? And... Uh, would you start him over Steve Smith, Stefan Diggs, and Mike Wallace? So let me just put my uh, input first. Uh, I like Sammy Watkins. I think he can explode it any week. But because of last week, for example, they were playing Cleveland and they didn't throw to him, I think, on purpose because they were going to win that game and they didn't want to put any undue stress on him. That's how I look at it. So looking forward, um, you know, if they're going to win this particular game. Um, I don't think that that they're going to go to him either. So I think I, I would be leaning towards sitting the Watkins, um, even over uh, Steve Smith or or Stephen Diggs, um, definitely uh, over Mike Wallace, who I think has not been performing up to his level of snuff for the past couple of weeks.
2: I yeah, I like Steve Smith over. Watkins, Steve Smith will get his catch. He'll get his touchdown. He might not have as many yards as most receivers, but he'll get the points that you need. Mm-hmm. I don't like Sammy Watkins.
1: Boy, I mean, I'm thinking week 16. I want to score a lot of points. I might highest have ceiling. to start Sammy Watkins. Yeah, he is of the, wishing of the four guys. You know, the three other guys you mentioned. The he's the highest one that we have ranked. Um, and I think that you got to you know with the number one guy there. Uh, he's not hurt right now. They're going to try to get him going. Last week they played the Browns. They blew out the Browns. They weren't going to throw the ball much. So there isn't any chance of like garbage time. They're playing Miami this week. Miami's a playoff team. They're going to be in the whole game, uh, or they'll be down and they'll need to throw the ball. So I would start Watkins this week because you've got to win. You can't play it too safe.
0: He's not 100% yet, though, which is the only issue here. Uh, If you say, you know, start your studs, you sometimes run into problems, like you said, with DeAndre Hopkins, etc. Sammy Watkins, I love. I've had him all year, even with that big gap where he was out. Um, And, you know, last week he saved his value with a touchdown, much like Kenneth Dixon did. But if they don't save their value with a touchdown, you see what happens as last week Sammy Watkins scored uh, one point. Uh, with ten yards, and that's it can't happen right It can't happen in your championship
1: well, if he's still hurt, then don't start him well but uh, we were I, I was assuming that he was healthy
0: no I mean he's going to play how healthy is any NFL player in week sixteen right
1: yeah but i mean if if the injury that he's had all year is still a problem, then he's not healthy
0: of course man it's a little
1: different than like a season's worth of you know getting banged up
0: well he's played for two games now, he, he did well the previous game. He practiced the the week uh, leading up to this last week. He's played four in a row now. And like you said, I mean, it's probably a product of game flow. But uh, but I don't know. It's not really possible for us to determine how much his toe or his leg or his ankle or whatever hurts. <laughs> it's very true. So we can only look at what he has done. So I agree with you. has a great ceiling uh, that's really tough for me to make that call. I might lean towards not starting him over those guys, except for Mike Wallace, who I think... Uh, uh, maybe I'm waffling on a little bit. Uh, after RG3 took the reins of a dead horse in Cleveland, yes, a dead horse in Cleveland, Terrell Pryor has been kind of an afterthought. And you know what's weird about that? Is that Terrell Pryor was one of the most amazing things to come out of this uh, particular fantasy year.
1: So what you're saying is that everyone's beating a dead horse?
0: Yes. Gotcha. That's right. <laughs> uh, Terrell Pryor. You're familiar. I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> amazing athlete, right? Uh, is it just chemistry at this point that's that's really uh, not allowing RG3 and Threll Pryor to make a connection? Last week, uh, he did tear a ligament in his finger. And they, they said uh, later on this particular week that he's going to have to have surgery after the season is over to repair that. But uh, like most amazing athletes, they, they decide to play through it. And he could probably... Uh, latest news on him from Beat Reporters says that he's just catching everything everywhere. So is it just an RG3 prior thing? I, th- I think
2: so. I, I find it very curious, like, like what would be harder as Matt Stafford throwing a ball or a guy catching a ball with Terrell Pryor? Um, what would be harder to do as a person with a torn ligament? Um, I do think, and I'm going to go on record here saying right now that Cleveland beat San Diego. This very weekend. nice. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Cleveland beat San Diego. yeah <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, I don't I don't know if he's a safe play as a fantasy
1: owner.
0: Okay. It's real I,
1: prior, I, yeah, I'm not trusting him anymore.
0: I'm not. So because of RG three, because of the torn ligament, I'm I'm saying when you sit him everywhere, I mean a guy who's nice to have on the bench, um because <laughs> because he probably uh can can give you like a nice speech before the game but sure (laughs) but he's not going to be in my lineup Uh,
1: fire your team up
0: that's right from the bench julio jones might play this week he still leads the league in receiving yards even though he didn't play the last two matchups so obviously if he's in you're starting him right
2: i don't know i'd like to start him i have actually in my i'm in a championship in only one league (laughs) julio jones has been on my bench do i start him i'll ask you guys (laughs) well the
1: answer is yes (laughs) thank you then (laughs) i will you gotta start him so, I've been scared about that question all night.
0: So he's he's kind of, uh, at this point, uh, just wading into the practice pool, right, if you will. And I think that if he practices for the, the rest of the week, uh, you have to start him no matter what.
1: Okay. <laughs> I agree. You've got to start Julio. Uh,
0: one of the best running backs of the year, Melvin Gordon, who was a surprise at the beginning of the year because he was a late draft pick. He still doesn't look ready to practice. So you count him out another week. Uh, I'm asking about these guys, Kenneth Farrow and Ronnie Hillman. Those are the guys that San Diego has on their running back roster. Now, they're starting against the Browns, which looks like an awesome matchup. But Farrow fumbled twice last week, and Hillman is starting to have a role in the offense. So I'm thinking they end up splitting, and they don't really trust Farrow, and neither is really a good start. I want to get your guys' input if, if either of them are actually uh, even you know, considerations.
1: Um, so I, I did wind up starting Farrow last week, uh, and the Chargers play the Browns. So that like is always a juicy matchup, you know, fade the Browns is a great, you know, way to operate this season,
0: but he just fumbled twice last game.
1: Yeah, that's a problem. So, um, he still got twice as many carries as Ronnie Hillman, I think,
0: but that is the first game that Hillman played since he was picked up three weeks ago.
1: Yeah. I I think you've got to stay away from Kenneth Farrow this week. Because of the fumbling issue. A guy who is, uh, well, he, he only lost one of them, but still, a guy who is new to the team and not like a stud who's being anointed something. Uh, if he fumbles early, that usually smells big trouble for
0: him. Yeah, I mean, he, he's never been the guy who's going to be the running back there. He's just there because Danny Woodhead's gone and Melvin Gordon's gone. And how many running backs they've lost? Three, right? Three running backs this year. I mean, that's terrible for them. San Diego has had such crazy. Uh, injury problems over the past couple of years. Remember last year it was all wide receivers, just every wide receiver on San Diego was just gone, and this year it's this all year the it running backs. Half their wide receivers. Half the wide receivers, all the running backs.
1: Yeah, it's you know a little <laughs> ridiculous in San Diego.
0: Okay, so I think we're on the same page there, which is uh, if you can start one if you want, right? And Kenneth Farrell will still be the starting running back, um, but I just don't recommend it. Uh, Ladarius Green has been. So, a-
1: would you start Farrell over Rashad Jennings? No. That's like a snap,
0: no. No. Okay. I mean, Jennings has obviously got the backfield, and he gets passes, and And he he doesn't doesn't fumble. fumble. So those three, that's the triumvirate right there. Okay. Ladarius Green has been a bright spot on the Steelers' offense the last half of the season. I, as a Steelers fan, have really enjoyed watching him get in the game and play because finally they have a number two guy who's getting at least 65 yards per game You know, to back up Antonio Brown, and we all know how good A.B. is. The Steelers' offense has stumbled across the season, but ideally, you know, and, and we know that that uh, not just in theory, they have a really high ceiling on the amount of points they can score per game. Yeah. So the problem is he suffered a concussion last week, and now he's in the league's concussion protocol. And whispers in the offseason and early this season were saying that he was suffering migraines or headaches as a, as a side effect. Uh, because of concussions that he had last year when he was on San Diego. Now, a lot of that was brushed aside and none of it was ever proven. But if any of those whispers are true and usually whispers are true, little birds <laughs> tend little birds tend to uh, uh, to sing you know, sweet nothings, but some of them are true, right? Yeah. So if if a little bit of that is true, maybe he's a guy who's slow to come back from concussions. So I would I would definitely say, That's uh that he may not make it back in time. That said, if you have him, don't count on him being your tight end. You have to go out and get somebody else. Because I would say there's probably a 70% chance right now that LaDarius Green does not play this week, based on his concussion history. Uh some input on the Steelers offense in general is if LaDarius Green is not playing, look at Eli Rogers, because Eli Rogers, when he's in the game, does tend to get a lot of passes. Good play in a PPR league. I don't really like Kobe Hamilton or Sammy Coates because they've proven time after time that while they might get that one catch, they usually don't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, those other guys are uh, sketchy at best. Uh, If you have Green, are you looking to, like, James to replace him in your lineup, or you're just going to another team entirely?
0: Well, certainly James will soak up some targets that Green would have had otherwise, and... Uh, James does get targets even if Green is in because they are using two tight end sets and sometimes uh, putting Ladarius Green aside. They're still only giving him like uh, half to three quarters of the snaps in a game. Um, But I don't look to James. I look to somewhere else. And we'll talk about that a little bit later when we talk about waiver wire picks. If you can't pick up, um, you know, someone who's really high up on the tight end ranking list, then you're going to have to look at someone that has enough targets. So a guy like Jack Doyle might be a good target.
1: Interesting. What about like a Charles Clay or a Deion Sims?
0: Charles Clay and Jack Doyle. I I don't really think Deion Sims is the guy to go after. Um, Mostly because Matt Moore apparently just loves Marquise Gray too much.
1: But Sims is the one who got two touchdowns last week.
0: Fair enough. I think think a Matt Moore starting game this season is way too crazy to... Let's
1: not rely on that. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Sometimes it takes some crazy to win. Last year in a championship game, I started Kellen Moore. And he scored 25 points only in the second half because he had negative one after the first half. Well, Whoa. man, and I, I think... almost freaked out.
0: I think you deserve a championship for that. Did you get one? I did. I got. <laughs> I got one then. <laughs> there you go. That 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 is a reward. Uh, well, after the uh, the well. Dude, I love it. I, th- I think that's awesome. It was awesome. a Week 16 move. So, and and yeah. so that's something that we talk about all the time. And you talked about it earlier. You want to start your studs. You want to start the guys that have done well all season. That, that refers to Sammy Watkins, Derek Carr, all Julio these guys. Jones. But sometimes it's not the right decision. And if your gut says no, well, then, damn it, do what your gut says, right? Because you're never going to forgive yourself if that guy ends up scoring 30 points. And
2: you're also in the title game for a reason.
0: Yeah, but don't... Yeah, you made it there because you made good decisions. But don't complain to us when you start (laughs) Sammy Watkins and he scores zero points. If you didn't think you should start Sammy Watkins, then just don't do it. Ty Montgomery was a stud last week. He rushed 16 times for 162 yards and two touchdowns. This guy is a running back, right? Running back.
1: Yes.
2: I really hoped he didn't get that. Oh, oh, me too. (laughs) But
0: the problem is it's difficult to predict when he gets a lot of touches in game situations, and he's not been 100% healthy. He's got a lot of issues, and you know what? The coach, he tends to kind of try to hold him out of a lot of uh, situations. I think it's because he's very protective over this guy because he's kind of like the gadget guy that could make them win. Like, Green Bay still has a chance to win the Super Bowl. And this is the kind of guy that you pull out there to get that win, to get those couple things you know that, that nobody else can do. And with Starks proving again and again his ineffectiveness at the position, and yes, every single time he's ineffective, Ty Montgomery <laughs> is the obvious running back one on this team, who, if he's 100% healthy, which everyone says he is right now, next week, even versus Minnesota, who used to be a good defense, they're not anymore. Ty Montgomery should score another 15-plus fantasy points in the reality in which I live in.
1: Yeah, I mean, his usage is weird, and he's very streaky. So the first four games of the season, he had zero yards. And then uh, the next two games, he had 10 catches each. And so, of course, last week, two touchdowns, 162 yards rushing. That's an amazing game. Uh, If Starks is out, I don't see why they would go away from him. Since he's streaky, I think he'll probably put up another good game.
0: No, I think Starks is going to play. But Starks has been so bad that I don't see them using him as a primary running back any longer not when he needs to a win a game. Not at all. So I, even if Ty Montgomery gets 14 carries, 10 carries, he's still going to have 80 yards and a touchdown because he's just that weirdly good. Uh, but you're absolutely right about the streakiness. So um, I don't know. As as a guy who whose favorite team... Uh, is in the NFC North. What's your opinion, Bits?
2: In my fantasy world, Ty Montgomery gets stuffed, James Starr, nothing happens. In fantasy. <laughs> and, and wait a minute, Adrian Peterson has this coming out party, his return, and has a couple touchdowns, and all of a sudden, Green Bay's... You know, waiting for Detroit's game. So, so that's what you <laughs> want in What real, really is going to happen is Ty Montgomery's is going to get you a bunch of points. Yes, and, uh, yes, exactly. Adrian Peterson is not ready to return. No, he's and, not. So, uh, so
1: we all think that Ty Montgomery will score more points in this game than Adrian Peterson.
0: Absolutely. I do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cross my
2: fingers and toes and hope... For the best, in but fact, it's not going to happen. if you
0: have Adrian Peterson, you should probably drop him for someone who will score more points.
1: For context, everyone, Vince <laughs> is a Lions fan. I'm a Lions That's fan. As evidenced by the hat he's wearing. No. no. The hat you can see in the audio. <laughs> and the other hat that he was wearing earlier tonight, a yes, different Lions hat. I've changed hat. from Lions hat to Lions hat, and it's, it's not helping. <laughs>
0: Uh, Let's talk about Mark Ingram. He was having a verbal shouting match with Coach Sean Payton on the sideline during last week's game. But after that happened, Sean Payton also just put him in to close the game. So he's obviously been in the doghouse all season. But that's not really affecting Sean Payton deciding whether or not to put Mark Ingram out there. What's really interesting about this is that uh, sometimes when he yells and has verbal confrontations with Sean Payton, the next week he scores two touchdowns.
1: Well, it sounds like Sean Payton is a dog person. Yeah. <laughs> Sha- Sean Payton's a veteran enough to
2: know who, who he needs to put in. Who, I mean, whether you yell at him or not, he's going to put the best team on the field. Yeah. So I feel like he made the best choice there.
0: So two schools of thought. Ingram's on his own fantasy team so obviously he's going to be uh, <laughs> playing the best he can uh, but but Tim Hightower who's uh, was the backup going into the season and and still is the backup in all intents and purposes because Ingram has more fantasy points uh, he because he, obviously fantasy points are all that's important in the NFL Uh <laughs> I could probably see an even split. Is there with... another type of points? No, <laughs> you can probably see an even split here with Hightower, depending on game flow. But I think that usually after uh, Sean Payton riles Ingram up, he tends to have a good game. <laughs>
1: It's a strategy.
0: So I think no matter what happens, both Ingram and Hightower get some carries. And, uh, you know, they might both end up with a touchdown. Who knows? The great thing about New Orleans is they're really a high-scoring offense. And Drew Brees, a lot of people were saying going into last week's game that Drew Brees was not doing well, that he was entering the throes of his career, the Ides of March. Well, it's not true. It's not true. He's fantastic. Reports of his
1: demise have been... uh... I forget the rest of the...
0: I don't know, greatly overstated or something. Uh, But regardless, I mean, he's playing at home then this week versus Tampa Bay. Realize that Tampa Bay is a decent defense, but Drew Brees at home is fantastic. And the New Orleans Saints are going to score a lot of points in this game. So what's going to happen? Goal line opportunities, you know, rushing to to get the clock down. Ingram's going to have his... Hightower's going to have his. Do you guys agree that they're they're pretty much they're both good plays this week?
2: Yeah, I agree. I think Drew Brees is a good play. I feel like people gave him no credit because he was the first team to not have to come not not give the Lions the opportunity to come from behind.
0: Well, I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where he ended up on our uh, our combined rankings, but but for me, he was my number one quarterback. So he's got week? this week. Oh, this. Week. So he's got to be pretty far up there.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this week at number one, we have Tom Brady, Drew Brees number two.
0: Yeah, so obviously, uh, you know, Jason and I both think that Drew Brees is going to run away with it. Yeah,
1: Who the Patriots playing again? Uh, the Patriots are going to be playing the Jets in yeah, Foxborough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, Bryce Petty, welcome to the NFL. Good old, good old Baylor Bryce Petty. <laughs> oh, boy. You get the dose of Bill Belichick's defense this week.
0: <laughs> so before we move on to other subjects, let's talk a little bit here about uh, some some interesting things because it's Fantasy Championship Week. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was splitting prizes in Fantasy Football League. So what do you guys think about this? Like, if, if two people want to go ahead and split the prize before they even play the game, is that like... An ethical dilemma? Is that okay if you're the commissioner? And I'm mostly uh, putting this towards Jason. Obviously, if there's no rules against it, you can do whatever you want. But what's your personal opinion? And then what's your, like, kind of looking down on it from high you're, you're saying
2: if the first and second place team come together and say, hey, whatever happens. If anybody wants to if come anybody together wants to split it, and say, yeah, well, i going to split who it. Who would be the any, anybody else? Well, the third
1: and the fourth place team could say, hey, uh, let's split the third place prize that's on them. If
2: they want to, if they want to do a poker game or whatever outside of the jurisdictions of the league, like whatever happens, they would get paid, right? And then they can they can just uh, give the money to whoever they want to. So I would say, do whatever they want to do.
1: I I, I tend to agree with that. As the resident commissioner, I mean, here, you can you can let you can let the commissioner think whatever, and then you get paid, and then sure. you guys can be. You you can I just mean, not tell anybody yeah. if they all have a problem with it. Yeah. Who cares? But no, it's fine if you want to be open about it. If people just say, "Hey, we just want to play the game for bragging rights," or "Hey, let's let's uh, each take two hundred bucks and play for the last 200 I mean, I dig that move actually. I I, dig I've that. been offered splits before. I personally want to win so sure. bad, and I, I would probably that want to I win kinda as well. wanna, I kind of want to just take the money. I want to go for the money. But I dig the the sportsmanship. If two people are like, uh ah, let's let's just play for fun and I'll split it," I, I'm okay with that. That's fine. I mean, there's a place for sportsmanship and like. Just trying to be even like that. It's I actually in sports, think... not fantasy. <laughs> well, it can be in fantasy sports, if you will, if you will. But I, I just don't feel like if I've made it all the way to the championship game that I want to like split the prize. Well, here's the thing. And I've... sometimes people just feel like the trophy is the most important thing. So I, I don't care about anything else. I just care about the trophy. And and, and I, if I win, I still get my name on the trophy, and we'll split the money.
0: When well, you're hedging your bet, too, and so... you're
1: hedging your bet. And uh if they're
0: worried or scared, like maybe then they'll get like say it's three hundred dollars that you win, then you get $150. So
1: So I, I ethically I don't have a problem with it. Personally, I, I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> uh, but I always think about it and I always consider it. Mostly Zamin, they But have I, a first I always and decide not to. They have a first and second
2: place and third, usually and third. So like it, you're not losing as much. I mean I mean in
1: some leagues you're losing a lot as in the second to the first, but like I feel uh, well I, I don't say. In pretty much anything I'm in, the difference between first and second in the in the leagues that pay out at least three are uh, is, is going to be like three times as much money. Okay. Um, now I'm in a league. I'm in a league uh,
2: where a few guys didn't a few guys didn't pay. Right. Oh. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, tell me tell everyone so so about this. So what happened is because they didn't pay by the day before the playoffs, they got kicked out. So a guy who didn't make the playoffs. Let me
0: stop you. First okay. of all, I think what should have happened is there should have been a cutoff date way before the playoffs. Of
2: course. Started. And I agree with that. I agree with that. It's a it was a kind of a fun league. That's why it was okay and everybody let it slide. It was a so fun it wasn't
0: league. even that much money and they still didn't pay? Yeah. People, These guys are assholes. Yeah,
2: people just did people say like I'm not paying? Uh no. So what happened was it was set up through a they bar They disappeared. It was set up through a bar <laughs> and the it was the bar league and all the people that went to the bar. Okay. Uh, the bar closed down. And then all of a sudden, people didn't contact people. Oh, my God. So there, everybody had their email addresses. What a league you're in. Now. I know. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> Was everyone updating their lineup? Um, some. not The people that didn't pay did
0: not. So Even, this league is just but crude, some of them made of. the playoffs? Some of them made the playoffs. Without
2: updating their lineups. I, you know, I, 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 I got to be honest with you. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm imagining they probably said, did something, but I Without don't... Without paying attention, I you still made the playoffs I can't, I can't verify so I'm okay. imagining they'd change, but a few people did not, and they didn't make the playoffs. And, okay. and you're but, playing someone who is not, who did not make the playoffs. Like, oh, funny story, I'm playing the commissioner, but the. <laughs> But, so you know you can get the money if you want. Well. <laughs> so he did not make the playoffs. You should ask for a split because you may not get anything if you win. That's no, no, no. He was, Maybe this commissioner he is was, disappearing. He's people. actually super awesome. He's super awesome. He's the one that put the email out saying, "Hey assholes, sorry swearing. If you don't oh, give you us can the fucking money, swear whatever. The if you don't give you us some money, you're out." And that's how he squeezed in. And now he destroyed my brother. Uh, my brother. My uh, brother. <laughs> he destroyed my brother. He's in the finals now against me. Who also squeaked into the playoffs, but not because I didn't make the playoffs, just because I was like in like you know, in the bottom half All right. of the playoffs.
0: Well let's let's take a shot for this screwed up league, shall we? Shh. Hey, whatever. I could win a hundred. What's it called? So, What's the league called?
2: Uh the league is called uh, the monarch league, and the monarch is the bar that closed down. Ah so, to the hey, monarch. We're drinking to the monarch. In fact, I'm pouring my shot on the ground right now
1: because uh, uh, Oh, don't do that for the homies.
0: Cheers. <laughs> Awesome. You know what? I'm gonna leave this music in the background here.
2: You should. That's fine. All right.
0: So waiver wire run through. Let's go over this quickly because we have a lot of stuff to go through tonight. Quarterbacks. Colin Kaepernick. Yes, again. He's been pretty decent lately since a bad go of it uh, against the Bears in week 13. But against the Rams, he has a good shot at 15 plus fantasy points in a standard scoring league. The Rams have not been playing well recently. Any input, guys?
1: Plan. Oh, boy. It's yeah, so the Rams. That's the only reason I'm do, saying do, that. do any of you actually have him on a team where you might play him?
0: <laughs> I might play him next week, yes. Yeah. I,
1: I don't. See? You're like, oh, play him. I, got, like, I actually have to make that decision. I got Kirk Cousins. I've got him on a team. I might play him next week. In
0: a championship league. In a championship league, yeah.
1: I've got Tyron Taylor as well who plays Miami.
0: Well, this is a lineup question. Um, it's
1: a lineup question from the audience, let's pretend.
0: But I guess I would rather go with... Uh, Jason
1: E from Hoffman Estates would like to know.
0: I'd rather go with Tyrod Taylor in that circumstance. I like
2: Tyrod Taylor, too. Okay, guys.
0: But, but in, in, like for example, in, in one league I have, I have Matt Stafford, Eli Manning, and uh, Colin Kaepernick. So now, I'm kind of dumping Eli Manning at this point uh, just because I think he had his game that that proved uh, that he had an okay floor last week. Uh, but Kaepernick and Stafford are my choices going into this week. and I like Stafford because he is not really showing any difficulty with his uh, uh, with his finger. However, Kaepernick is going up against the Rams and I think he could easily score three touchdowns in this game.
2: I would agree as a Lions fan, I could go with Kaepernick on this one. Too. Dallas
0: is a good defense too. Dallas
2: is a good defense. I will say though, playing in the dome, it's almost like a home game. Um, you're playing in the dome. You've got your fingers not showing much problems. Your your offense has to. You have to catch a ball. You got to catch a ball, and the Lions don't catch balls in the rain <laughs> against New York. <laughs> Hopefully, they can do the same. And also, you have to think about is Dallas playing for much? What's Dallas's record compared to Seattle right now? Who's number two
1: seed? Dallas is eleven and two. And then. Seattle is what? I have like 8 and 6. So, so
2: Dallas has clinched number one. Dallas is
1: 12 and 2 now. They've clinched. They've clinched number one. They've clinched a bye. So,
2: here's why I think that's why I think that Matt Stafford could be the play because they're not playing for much. And you might get, you know a backup Dallas game.
0: Yeah, I'm still thinking about both of them for sure, but Colin Kaepernick is obviously a, a, a guy who has a, a pretty high floor so far, yes, uh, as far as bringing in a quarterback from from the uh, from the waiver wire. Uh, secondary, and I, I just want to mention, we are kind of going through this as uh, kind of a lightning round, so let's not try to, to have that much uh, description on each one. Although, I agree with you, Kaepernick has a lot to talk about. Flacco, <laughs> standard issue for every week's waiver wire, that was <laughs> Pittsburgh secondary uh, and pass rush have been a lot better than they are right now. Uh, your guys' opinions on on uh, on Flacco? So just give me you know a sentence.
1: Uh, Joe Flacco, I love talking about Joe Flacco every week during the waiver wires. That's my sentence.
2: I love watching Shannon Sharp talk about Joe
0: Flacco. <laughs> you might have gotten a little too close to the mic there, my friend. <laughs> Hoo-ah! I think
1: that was on purpose.
0: Uh, I think it was too. Uh, wide receivers, let's go. Uh, Ty Montgomery, still on some waiver wires, but he's 60% owned in Yahoo League. What
1: the fuck are people smoking if it, they haven't picked him up yet?
0: If he's available, please rush to your nearest internet-enabled device and put in a claim <laughs> for him. Yes. Uh, Robbie Anderson, 7% owned, has been on the tip of my tongue for weeks now. I've been talking about him uh, and sometimes almost talking about him. And it seems like I should find some reason not to recommend I, him.
1: I would say you just keep talking about him, him and Bryce Petty.
0: But it's really hard for me to not You're recommend him. a secret him. Jets fan right now. No, it's not about that. It's about the fact that Robbie Anderson has been doing very well every week. And so it's hard for me not to say, if you need someone... Just, you know, you can grab him in almost every league, and he'll probably have, like, six receptions and a touchdown because he has gotten those stats on the weeks, uh, you know, preceding this one.
1: Sure, and they play the Patriots. Still scared of any Jet. I, yeah, Patriots. you know, I mean, the Jets against the bad team, I, I'd play with some of that, but against the Patriots, I don't like yeah. those odds. A
0: trend is a trend, and that's how, where I stand. Dontrell Inman, 36% owned, going up against Cleveland this week. Always good to go up against Cleveland. It's Always. fantastic for every offensive skill position. So take advantage. Play Dontrell in if you have. Take two Browns and haven. call
1: me in the morning. Cleveland wins. <laughs> oh, this guy.
0: Malcolm Mitchell has scored four touchdowns in the last four games if you take out Denver. And a lot of wide receivers had problems against Denver. Going up against the Jets this week, 51% owned Malcolm Mitchell will more than likely add one more to his resume. That is my opinion. Do you guys like Malcolm Mitchell? Sure. Sure. Running backs. Hey, it's Ty Montgomery. Yes, most leagues still have him as running back slash wide receiver, so please pick him up and play him wherever he fits best in this week. Uh, Deion Lewis, 48% owned. Now, this is interesting because it hasn't really been on the voice of any fantasy experts that I've heard. Deion Lewis actually had the most carries and the most rushing yards on the Patriots last week, but I didn't really hear his name. He, Lewis might just be what you need to get across the finish line because he is going to be the main back this week.
2: I don't know. I, I'm a Laguerrett Blunt guy, but at the same time, you can't do that with, with the Patriots. LeGarrette
0: Blunt had a touchdown and not much else.
2: You're right, but you, you just never know with the Patriots. They'll fool you.
0: But I do know that last year, when, when it counted, Deon Lewis was the running back. And so I think that now, being a healthy Deion Lewis, he's an excellent pickup and an excellent play. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, but uh, I'm pretty sure that any of his goal line carries are going to get vultured by LeGarrette Blount at the I very agree. least. I agree. And it was 18 carries to 17 carries. Um, so it's not that huge of a difference. It is Ward considering
0: Blow. Lewis just started playing a couple weeks ago.
1: Uh, well, it took him several weeks to get back in the flow. And Lewis is an amazing player. It needs to be involved heavily in the Patriots' offense. Oh, yeah. So absolutely, I like Lewis here. But I don't know that it's going to all be at the expense of Legarrette. Of course, you don't know.
0: But this is what happens with fantasy football. I don't football. think it's going to be. It's so, a championship at the game, and this is what we're talking about. I'm thinking Deion Lewis uh, is the guy they need to go to. So what we're saying is, don't play James White. No, <laughs> just don't play James <laughs> White anymore. <laughs> just wanna, but just but I'm check. not saying like sit Legarrette Blunt by any means. He might get a touchdown, but he's probably not going to do that that well because uh, I bet he has
1: more carries in this game than Lewis. I
0: disagree. With I want to see this bet. Derrick Henry, 44% owned, has started scoring touchdowns like the preseason, getting carries regardless of DeMarco Murray's role. Uh, Tennessee, in the middle of the season, was pure DeMarco Murray. I was actually at a Tennessee game in Nashville, and I watched the game, and I'm like, you know, I saw them in the preseason. And in the preseason, it was Derrick Henry, DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry. There was were, a bunch of
1: Derrick Henry in that game.
0: They were destroying the the opposing defenses. And now Derrick Henry might get 5 or 6 carries where DeMarco Murray gets 20 plus. Right. And but at the tail end of the season now, I think they're doing what they need to do as a team that is, can get into the playoffs, and that is uh, they're being more well balanced and using their younger talent sparingly like they should, but still enough to actually prove a point. And that point for fantasy owners is that Derrick Henry is going to be startable this week.
1: Ooh risky.
0: Your thoughts? Very risky.
1: Like, do you, do you consider him an RB2, Dave? Yes. Very interesting. I, I, I will be looking into it for, for some of my leagues for sure.
0: Okay, tight end. I like Char- Derrick Henry. Charles Clay, 13% owned, is always a threat to score a touchdown, but not usually very much else. He had a big game last week, but he's kind of like a Scott Chandler in Buffalo uh, over the past couple of years where like he might score a touchdown or two, but he'll probably only have two receptions.
1: He, well, he has more catches than Scott Chandler. Oh, fair enough. But Chandler, like every catch was a touchdown. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: Jack Doyle, 23% owned, is my pick of the week at the position. He's been used enough to have a good floor compared to all the other tight ends. And it looks like Andrew Luck is going to him more than Dwayne Allen towards the end of the season here. So that's just that's my particular advice uh, but if we're looking at tight ends to pick up and play, I think Charles Clay and Jack Doyle are those tight ends. I will mention Cameron Brait as being fantastic, but he's already like 68% owned in Yahoo Leagues.
1: Sure. So. He is our number one uh, tight end this week, though. Nice. I like the Cameron Brait.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, defense and special teams. I've got the Chargers against Cleveland. Matchup that you want to exploit. Anyone against Cleveland. RG3 has not even put up more than 200 Ooh, Vince yards. Vince is
1: shaking his head.
0: Why do you think Cleveland's going to do so well? <laughs> give I, us give us
1: the answer. In two- I know why, but, but I want to hear Vince's reason first.
2: What's your reason? No, no. no
1: I want to hear yours first. You know what I'm going to say. RG3's back. He's back. <laughs> that isn't what I thought you would say. I know it's not. That's why I said it. What are you,
2: you going to say? It's also not true.
1: Because Vince wants his Lions to be the only team with an 0-16. Very true. Uh... <laughs> Very true. Yeah, surprise, Honestly, surprise.
2: Honestly, I'm looking at the schedule, and I think San Diego is a team that's so that's so hit or miss.
1: Because you know that they're not going to beat the Steelers in Week 17. They're not going to. No. They're not. So if they lose this week, they're going 0-16. They're they're going
2: 0-16. And i got to tell you, I should hate that. I should want another team to do it. But no, the Lions, the perfect season, 0-16.
1: Yeah, that's the way that that works.
0: Okay. Well, defenses, uh, I've got the Giants also 33% owned. So just about uh, as much as the Chargers against Philadelphia. The Giants have really picked up the pace at the end of the year. Had a really great showing against Dallas, which everybody knows because it's been on all of the sports (laughs) channels forever, right? The Eagles are a good target for turnovers because they have a rookie quarterback who has played all season and is wearing down over the course of it. And we can see those signs in players like uh, Carson Wentz, who uh, at this point is is really wearing down. So I like the Chargers and the Giants. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts about any of those waiver wire picks?
1: I'm behind you with the Chargers. You know, go for that. And of course, if Ty Montgomery is available in your league, yeah, like... Drop everything and go pick him up.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. As much as I hate to admit it, Ty Montgomery's the guy.
0: Oh, he had to admit it, though. I hated it, though. I love this scene. (laughs) Gary I believe it's Mary Xmas, right? Uh this is Gary Huey. Oh, Gary Huey.
1: Gary Xmas. Gary Huey used to hang out outside of Berkeley and ask guys for lessons. So it's probably like hitting up John
0: Petrucci for lessons. I'm familiar.
1: Gary Xmas.
0: This is the best Christmas album that I know of. And I'm I'm pretty sure that Gary Huey was uh Around the same age or actually older than Petrucci, so I doubt he was asking Petrucci for a lesson.
1: Oh, I was thinking that he was a bit younger. Because he didn't start a band until '93. And didn't Dream Theater start in the 80s?
0: '88? I mean, maybe. Maybe you're right. Cheers. Cheers. And Merry Christmas Cheers. and uh, Happy Hanukkah and everything else Happy to everybody every out holiday. there.
1: All holidays matter. <laughs>
0: okay so you guys ready for this what we're gonna call this pick your poison this week it actually has a rotating name it changes all the time oh boy. but it's a good good one this week honestly what this means is that we're going to pick our own fantasy team for just this week and have our own little championship game among us uh, and the way we're gonna do that is rotate between uh, quarterback running back one and two wide receiver one two and three tight end kicker and defense and we're gonna choose them based on our drink five rankings. Um, and Jason's going to go ahead and MC this bit, uh, and he might even go over what we did last week. But I did want to tell you guys real quickly what our bet is for this particular one. Oh, tell us. And I wanted to make sure that you were okay with it, because you know what? It has to be that way, right? Right. So the bet that I'm interested in, in having here oh boy. Is, uh, is that whoever whoever loses has to host a party for the other two people. That that party so it's just
2: a three person party.
0: It must be three. A minimum of three.
1: No more than three. Okay, I'll do that without no the no. Bat. There,
0: there could be more than three, but it has to be a minimum of three of us three to start the party. Uh, and and the party must contain. Uh, and this is the loser's responsibility. One appetizer of their choice. One of,
1: of the winner's choice, right? No, of the loser's choice. Oh, loser picks one app,
0: <laughs> One appetizer of the loser's choice one cocktail or or beer or drink uh alcoholic of the loser's choice okay and one $5 gift of the loser's choice wrapped and presented to the winners
2: so so i've got to have two $5 gifts one for each correct <laughs> and you can order them two on appetizers. amazon or
0: whatever so what <laughs> an appetizer a drink and two wraps. I, I
1: kind of want to. I kind of want to lose this week. <laughs> I want to have this party. I'm gonna pick a lineup based on who I think is gonna
2: lose. So are
0: you guys okay with this bet?
2: So I want to have this party. My girlfriend. My girlfriend's <laughs> listening on the podcast right now, and uh, we'll have it, we'll have it at her house.
0: Well, all right. Well, it depends. Well, if her lose, house is in our house. But if, you know, you if you
1: lose, then we'll have it there. So I. Would, but if one of us loses, we'll have it somewhere else. You,
0: well, he can host the party, but not host, host it. We'll see, we'll see. She'll get pissed. Anyway, do, you, the party.
1: first thing you said was <laughs> loser hosts a party. Yes, yes. Do, do you guys so agree? To, do you, you can you agree? host a party at somewhere other than well, your house. Let's not get
0: caught up on the technicalities. Yes, do you agree to the I bet? agree. I agree.
1: Oh, this is amazing. So we're going off Yes, all right. Okay, so what I'm going to do, Vince, is list off some players, and you'll choose between them. So, we, oh, so yeah, you okay.
0: don't need to have anything in front of we'll you. Have you four, okay. We'll have four guys, so right? Well, I'll let balls. him go.
1: Okay. All right, so uh, real quick, last week uh, it was just a head-to-head, uh, not a head-to-head-to-head. So it was Dave and I, and uh, I wound up picking up beers tonight because I lost. Uh, so Dave had a decent lineup. I've been doing terrible in these the last s- many weeks lately. Heck yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad that it's not a playoff thing. I get to play every week still. Uh, But Dave, you had uh, Jordan Howard and Russell Wilson last week, uh, Alshon Jeffrey as well. But what really got you was, of course, your kicker defense, Matt Bryant and the New York Football Giants.
2: The football effing Giants.
1: So I am happy that I was able to defeat the backup team, and I will strive to at least do that again this week. I will beat this So, So Vince, essentially what we're going to do is give you uh, the option for what sort of position you want to start with and it's just a yahoo standard league you played in the drink five league last year so you know the standard scoring three wide receivers a quarterback two running backs tight end kicker and defense um and you get to pick which position you want to fill and i will give you a list of players uh and uh and and you will choose between them yeah so um give me a position that you want to start with running back
0: running back one or two
1: running back one or two Running back
0: two. Okay. Okay, so we'll do very 13, wise,
1: 14, 15, and 16. <laughs> so I'm going to give you four players, and you choose one of them. Okay? And then the very last player is on a backup team. So if any of our players don't play, if they don't start the game, okay. if you would have otherwise been able to swap them out, then you will get the backup player. Okay. Um, so at running back, that starts with 12, yeah. You'll have Spencer Ware at home against Denver. No, it's 13, 14. Sorry. Forget that first player. Yep. You have Lamar Miller I want Spencer versus where? Cincinnati. <laughs> Just kidding. You have Bilal Powell at New England. You have Jay Ajayi at Buffalo. Robert Kelly at Chicago. Lamar Miller, every day. Every day, Lamar Miller.
0: We're going clockwise. So so every single time we start, we'll move on to the next person so that so everyone So I'll pick the position
1: next time. Yeah.
0: By the way, nice pick. I like Lamar Miller there. Cheers.
1: Um, I'm going to have to... Go with Bilal Powell, who has been uh, on fire lately. And if he fails, then I get to host this craziness.
0: <laughs> it's not a bad thing, right? It's going to be fun. I'm glad you guys, uh, I saw your faces when I, when I said the bet, and you were like, yes. <laughs> Tiny uh, party with little presents. Man.
1: Well, so it is a three-person party. No no. no. <laughs> no, no. Three, I'm not, I'm three, three three minimum. Three minimum. Okay.
0: I won't be angry if there's other people. <laughs> but what you still have to present us with presents. Whoever what are, the What losers. are they doing here? Here is your <laughs> present, sir. The whole
1: time you guys are just eyeing everybody at the party. So this I, is our why party. Is six.
0: So I'm gonna go with Jay Ajayi because he nice. has been good in general. Uh, of late and we'll see if Matt Moore can continue that I
1: like it so that would leave Robert Kelly on the backup squad in case anyone slips on a grape or something
0: you guys (laughs) see Jordan Reed punch someone in the face he practiced that Why
1: do people punch
0: people
1: in the face when they have helmets on?
0: I will say he Because they're passion. They're impassioned. Because they're passion. They're impassioned.
1: It's the passion. You sound like a Bears fan. He looked
2: like he practiced that for a while. Like he'd been trained with Conor McGregor or something. I don't think
0: I sound like a Bears fan. It's impossible to do so for me. Yeah,
2: it's impossible for anybody to (laughs) sound
1: like a Bears fan. Like, even Bears fans don't sound like Bears fan. They're
0: like, yeah, the Bears could have a chance in a couple years. In a
1: couple, two, three years. (laughs) Couple, two, three. Uh, so, we're going to pick running back one All next. Right. Wait, so, who's your running back? The, two, I, I the mean, guy that I went with? Yeah. Uh, ball I ball. chose Bilal Powell. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Bilal
0: and back and back. if someone gets injured before the game starts, you get the other guy. So, we'll get the backup Kelly. guy. Who is Rob wrong. Kelly would be the backup.
1: All right. So, I'm going to do three, four, five, and six at running back position. That'll be DeMarco Murray at Jacksonville. David Johnson at Seattle. LaShawn McCoy versus Miami, and Jordan Howard so versus good. Washington. Oh, I like all three, all four of these
0: picks. Those running backs are so good.
1: I'm going with DeMarco Murray. Give me the number one, the number three, really. <laughs>
0: all right, I'll do David Johnson oh. because he's David Johnson. Oh, oh of course David What's funny
1: is David my other my
2: playoff team had Lamar Miller and David Johnson, so I was going to try to squeeze it. But
1: uh, who's uh, – so it was either – Jordan so you Howard, have to choose between Jordan, Jordan Howard, and LaShawn McCoy. I would go with LeSean McCoy. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, I agree. I think that Jordan Howard was the highest scoring player of, the, of all those guys. Although last I, week. it's not, it was, I said it easily.
2: I said it easily, but it was not
1: easy. Yeah, probably. Jordan Howard's good. Oh yeah, and they use him a whole lot, and uh, it. You know, it's nice to see a little bit of life on the Bears. All right, I'll
0: go with uh, the wide receiver one position.
1: So, wide receiver one, we're picking at five, six, seven, and eight. Uh, that'll be Jordy Nelson versus Minnesota Mike Evans at New Orleans Michael Crabtree versus Indianapolis and
0: Des Bryant versus Detroit um man so we didn't talk about Mike Evans he didn't actually practice today and I, I thought that like uh, maybe that was some kind of a sign of some kind of injury etc I'm not sure um, it's not good though but But I'm just gonna go with Mike Evans because I think he has the highest upside of of all those guys. So that's my choice.
2: All right. Well forget about forget about Des Brandt, who literally is like one of the worst receivers this year. (laughs) That's just not true. It's not true, but it's not true. But they said out of out of all receivers and like what is it? He has like over forty his percentage is really low. His his reception percentage over... Regardless.
0: Okay. So, either... He doesn't like Des Bryant, I think. I don't. I don't really. <laughs> so,
1: so, who are you going to take between Jordy Nelson and Michael Crabtree? I'm taking Crabtree. Because you're allergic to Packers? <laughs>
2: I'm allergic to Packers and Lions opponents.
0: <laughs> I guarantee you, he has no problem with taking Jordy Nelson.
1: I will gladly take Jordy Nelson. Oh, in this yeah. Matchup. He's been great the last five or six weeks. Even in Roger's, like, poor week, he had a... Hundred yards uh he had that huge play at the end of the game. I'm just trying to host a party.
0: It is against Minnesota, so they Oh they... I
1: forgot I'm supposed to pick Des Bryant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they they have a bit of a secondary, but we'll see.
1: If we need to we need to come up with something different if uh, if the backup squad wins.
0: Not this year, next year.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, I don't mean like different, just like if the backup squad wins, we have to do this at the
0: party. Nope, totally agree with you. But I,
1: escape a room escape
0: uh, <laughs> you'll never escape the room you need that extra 15 minutes <laughs> uh, well it's your turn the backup you know. squad
1: wins we're not allowed to drink uh, wide receiver
0: three three he oh. jumps to three I like it I like this I like.
1: W.R. Trey so that'll be 25 26 27 and 28 so that'll be Deshaun Jackson Rashard Matthews DeAndre Hopkins uh, Larry Fitzgerald let me start over with the opponents so, 25, Deshaun Jackson playing in Chicago. Richard Matthews playing in Jacksonville. DeAndre Hopkins at home versus Cincinnati. Larry Fitzgerald at Seattle. I will 100% take Deshaun Jackson over Chicago. Could you? Uh...
2: Deshaun Jackson over Chicago. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: I heard it. I heard it. Wow. He was uh, he was really much into that right there.
1: Yeah, he is snap decision Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. you know, it is popular to take the number one guy on that list. You know what's funny is, uh, oh, and none of this is funny, really. I gotta say, uh, but there is DeAndre Hopkins sitting right there, and uh, I'm afraid of. We him. were talking about him earlier about how I always recommend don't, don't. I'm start him. him. You're taking him, but I always. I mean, start I him. think
0: he'll do better now that he has a quarterback that throws downfield. Right,
1: Tom, Randy, Savage. And, you know, Mariota's been really good this year, but the last couple weeks have been really bad against really good defenses. It was my whole
0: point earlier is that like a guy who's ranked, you know, uh, pretty low on our list could easily be a top 10 receiver What's this What's the year.
1: worst that could happen? I host the party. Deshaun, or DeAndre Hopkins.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll take Richard Matthews because he gets a ton of passes. That guy is uh, doing pretty well with Marcus Mariota.
1: All right, and that leaves. Uh, I must Fitzgerald say though, two. that
0: I would have taken DeAndre Hopkins had the uh, had the Hopkins befallen me.
1: Uh I see. All right, Dave, what position would you like to fill? Okay, well, uh, quarterbacks. Ooh, I like it.
0: All right, at quarterback,
1: we're going to go six, seven. You wrote six, seven, eight, and eight.
0: Well, let's do nine instead of eight.
1: (laughs) We'll still do eight, though.
0: All right. To be fair, I spent most of my time creating some kind of uh, lasagna that could be stuffed into a shell and then baked in more lasagna.
1: Oh, and then put into my stomach. (laughs) I took some of it, too. Yeah, it was good. So, uh, number five, Philip Rivers is playing at Cleveland.
0: Sounds like a good pass.
1: Uh, Cam Newton is playing uh, at home against Atlanta. Matt Ryan is playing in Carolina. And Ben Roethlisberger is playing at home against Baltimore.
0: Okay, I choose uh, Matt Ryan at this point versus Carolina, who has a, uh, a passing defense with a lot of holes in it. Matty Ice. Although I, I'm a Steelers fan, and I think that Roethlisberger is going to have a really good outing. All
1: right, who will it be, Vince? So besides Roethlisberger,
2: who the other two? Phillip Rivers and Cam Newton. Well, I'll never take Cam Newton because the referees hate him.
1: <laughs> they totally hate him. <laughs> they,
2: they, they do. They helmet do. to helmet, no flag. <laughs> Flip a ball at somebody, flag. Well, also, Zips Cam. I love Kirk oh. Cousins, but that flag in the fourth quarter against Kirk is like, you were just trying to prove a point now. The rest are trying to prove a point that they hate Cam Newton. <laughs> They're trying to prove. But I'm going to take Ben Roethlisberger because. Oh, you, I wanted Ben. He got to. You got to, and uh, who was the other guy besides him, too?
1: I got to take Ben too. Uh, Philip Rivers
2: because he's playing Cleveland. And you think My Cleveland's gonna win.
1: win? My closet win. My closet. It's not man. really closet anymore. It's the, yeah, that's out of the closet right now. Uh, so Vince, you are the next person up. Uh, you get to pick between the wr two, tight end, kicker, and defense. I want the defense. Okay, so at D, actually, we we've added wrong somewhere. Somebody didn't pick for somebody didn't pick a position, whatever. Wait, you're what? going, you're going next, so you're going to go with defense. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be four, five, six, and seven. So on defense, we've got the Denver Broncos, the Seattle Seahawks, the Buffalo Bills, and the Green Bay Packers. So, so those are the four defense.
2: Say who they're playing. Just so we? Ha-
1: sure. So. Denver Broncos are at Kansas City. The Seahawks are at home against Arizona. Buffalo Bills are at home, playing Miami, and the Green Bay Packers are at home, playing the Vikings. I'm going to take,
2: I'm going to regret myself doing this, but uh, the Dolphins opponent,
1: the Buffalo Bills. Don't ever regret yourself, Vince. <laughs> Thank you. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. That's a good choice, I think. After,
2: uh, was it Baltimore that beat the heck out of them? A couple out, weeks of, ago? out of Miami, out of Miami, a couple yeah, ago. yeah, yeah, that was that's that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so four, five, six, and seven. Dave, again, that's the Denver Broncos at Kansas City, Seattle Seahawks playing Arizona at home, and the Green Bay Packers playing Minnesota. Uh, it's my choice. I, I'm leading Green Bay, interestingly enough. The lower of these guys, um, I just don't have any faith in Minnesota anymore. I'm gonna go with Green Bay.
0: Okay, well, I'll take Seattle. Uh, even though you might think playing Arizona, that'll be a tough game, Arizona has really had their share of problems this year, and they haven't all gone away. So I, uh, I think Seattle might capitalize on a defensive touchdown, which is all you need to have an okay game.
1: All right, uh, so my turn for another position. I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, WR2. Um, so... WR2 will be 15, 16, 17, and 18. We've got Terrell Williams at Cleveland, Emmanuel Sanders at Kansas City, Doug Baldwin playing Arizona at home, and Demarius Thomas at Kansas City. That's a tough one. Uh, I think I'd have to go with Emmanuel Sanders. You know, He's been you know solid for me all year in Dynasty, and uh, I, I certainly would start him this week where I have him.
0: Who's the other guy besides uh, Baldwin, Sanders, and... Uh... And
1: uh, you got Demarius Thomas, Thomas. there, uh, and Terrell Williams is the highest rank that we have.
0: Okay, I'll take Doug so Baldwin versus Arizona.
2: <clears throat> well, I will say Demarius Thomas gets me points. I just traded for him in our Dynasty League, and yeah. he gets me points every week. So I'm going to go Demarius Thomas.
0: Yeah, people are going to pass to him no matter who they are, no matter what it is. It doesn't matter when.
1: Not even when. Not, <laughs> not even win. Doesn't matter. Win. Not even once. It could be an off day. Not even like pass it Not on.
0: even Thomas.
1: <laughs> so they would put the highest ranked Terrell Williams uh, at the, you know, on the bench.
0: Funny, uh, you know, I think he'll have a pretty good game, but he he had a questionable performance uh, last week.
1: Questionable, sure. Uh, so Dave, what position would you like to do, tight end or kicker?
0: Well, I prefer tight end if I have the choice. Yes,
1: you have the choice
0: at the moment. Then tight end it is.
1: Okay, uh, so tight end it is, and that'll be eight, nine, 10 and eleven. So, number eight is Zach Ertz playing the Giants. Antonio Gates at Cleveland. Jordan Reed at Chicago. Martellus Bennett playing the Jets.
0: Wow. I'm kind of, I'm kind of screwed up about this. I like Bennett there's no Gronkowski I like Reed but he punched someone in the face so who knows what's going to happen with him <laughs> they say he's going to start uh, according to Roto World news um, and not like, I'll, be suspended I'll take, I'll take Ertz against the Giants uh, the Eagles and Giants matchup has and I've known some Eagles fans and some Giants fans in my day and it's generally been like a pretty hard fought matchup and I think a tight end is going to have a lot to do with that matchup in general
2: I like that so, in my opinion, after thinking about the lineup I have right now and knowing I'm already gonna win, um, okay. so
0: do by by win do you mean hosting or participating?
2: Both <laughs> sides are win. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. <laughs> a win-win. The only way you don't win is if you're in the middle, but um, you still get a present.
0: <laughs> yeah, you get a present.
1: Then,
2: then it's a win-win. But you're not
1: the winner. Triple
2: win. <laughs> so, so.
1: What it should have been is like a party for the winner. So like you have so, to put up pictures of the winner.
2: And... I don't know. I don't know if Jordan Reed's in a play. No, no, I don't know if Jordan Reed's in a play. But if he doesn't, there's a fourth guy that. I'll yeah, pick. you get
0: the fourth guy then. So
2: I'm taking Jordan Reed. You get like a like you can uh. you can fall on
0: that air mattress. You know? So you get Jordan Reed. It is. Or... It is like a backflip. Jordan uh. Reed or whoever or whoever or. I don't want. Yeah. <laughs> Jor, uh. Jordan Reed
1: slash question mark. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and go with my guy Antonio Gates.
0: That's your guy. Hunter yeah, Henry been wins my guy that game forever and. Oh, you know as a Hunter Henry owner that Antonio Gates generally gets all the passes. <laughs> I'm just hoping for Cleveland. Hunter Henry gets like three and a touchdown. You're like, yeah.
2: Cleveland's getting all those.
0: All right. Well, we're almost done. So we have a, a kicker. We have the kicker
1: left, and I was the one who got skipped earlier. So I'm going to pick first.
0: You got skipped?
1: Yeah. I, I skipped myself earlier. Oh,
0: well, then I guess it doesn't really. So four, five, six,
1: and seven on the kicker. To the kicker. Uh, that'll be Matt Bryant at Carolina. Dan Bailey versus Detroit. Sebastian Janikowski versus Indy and Mason Crosby versus Minnesota. Um, give me Dan Bailey in a dome. I'll take
0: that. Give me Bryant or give me Death. Alright, who are the other two?
2: Um...
1: I'm going to have to um for a minute while I write down names. I'll tell you right now
2: while you're telling me those two who was not named is Matt Prater, my always favorite Matt Prater. Well, Matt Mason Crosby
1: is one of those guys, and Matt Prater I would have totally taken, but he's, uh, I don't know where he is. He's 14 of course. He's in Detroit, it d- Dallas. Yeah. Anyways, Janikowski is the other guy. All right, I'll go with Janikowski. Seabass, it is. Although I really think it's Matt Prater getting all the points.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys. And again, the bet is uh, the loser has to host a party for the the uh, winner and the neutral party, uh, and as well as anyone else he wants to invite because it doesn't have to be just three. Okay, it doesn't have to be just three. We we, we establish that rule. Um, the rules are: must have an appetizer, must have a <laughs> cocktail or drink to offer, must have two five dollar gifts wrapped for. The winners. The winners are the people that are not the loser. The people that are not the loser. Okay. Like the way you, put that. you ready? So, uh, you know what's let-
1: interesting about this? these lineups? There are several guys who we were picking from, and not, none of us picked the top-ranked guy. That happened in multiple positions.
0: In, in our rankings.
1: According to our rankings.
0: So what that means is we're we're very infatuated by the matchups and and by uh, the other things that are happening with the team. I think
1: we all want to secretly lose this matchup.
0: We we're all actually that. want to be the host of the party. Right. Yeah.
2: I want to host you two. It's my favorite thing to do.
0: That sounds weirdly sexual, and I reject it.
1: I thought you were talking about the. Band. <laughs>
2: Or you opposite of reject it.
0: Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's for the bet, man. So uh, statistically insignificant. If we could just real quickly go over an amazing column that uh, Jason does uh, every week. If you can, you can view it on drink5.com. And before we talk about this, I just wanted to let you guys know that on Stitcher.com, you can uh, you can grab our podcast and, and get it you know beam to you. Um, every week you can go to itunes.com or uh, listen on on your iphone or on your ipad or on any devices via itunes network uh to drink five network which has all of our podcasts not only the fantasy football podcast but also the ones we do during the irregular season which i like to call it uh which is anytime there's not football we're actually doing podcasts of all sorts of different topics so I'd suggest you guys listen in if you have the opportunity to. Appreciate you listening tonight. But again, we're going to go over a couple of facts and figures that we find really interesting. Uh, and Jason, if you'll do a little lightning round for us on the statistically insignificant column, we'd appreciate it. Certainly.
1: So Devonta Freeman uh, led the league with 31.5 points last week. Always cool to check out the top scoring guys, right? Um, so it was against the comically bad 49ers rushing defense. Interesting tidbit, which I wasn't able to squeeze in on other parts of the show. I think that the 49ers running back will have more yards than who they're playing against, Todd Gurley. Just because I think Todd Gurley is so ineffective this year. You
2: know how I feel about Todd Gurley.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Freeman is the six-back that the 49ers have given up 29 or more points to. Six different players they've given up that many points to. Almost every single uh, running back of note except for Todd Gurley has scored double digits <sighs> on the for- against the 49ers. Todd Gurley. So, <laughs> uh, you know, look for Freeman to continue dominating the backfield. Uh, my next stat was about Ty Montgomery's amazing 162 rushing yards. We gushed and gushed about Ty Montgomery uh, earlier this week. But the one interesting thing which I believe held true through the uh, Monday night game is that there was no actual wide receivers in the 20-point range this week. There was a guy who scored 30 and guys who scored 19 or less. But counting Ty Montgomery as the running back he is, uh, there were no wide receivers in the 20 points. And that is a truly insignificant stat. Um,
0: wow. Not
2: Todd Gurley.
1: That's, the, we're proper, doing, we're doing that's a shot. the proper reaction.
0: We're doing a shot for this one. All right.
1: Okay, so uh, David Johnson continued his uh, consecutive streak... Of games with a hundred scrimmage yards or more, making it fourteen to start a season, and breaking the record of Edger and James. Now there are three players who have fifteen games with that many uh, that much that many rushing yards one. or more. One,
0: one, what? Name a player.
1: Which uh, one of the three? One. Um, Marcus Allen, I think, was one of them.
0: We don't know them all. Okay, was it Marshall Falk? <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't thought think we Marshall Falk was. I like thought that. this was like NFL Network where we had like a board behind us. It was like here's the three players.
1: <laughs> we don't have that kind of production value yet. No, right? got
0: it, got it, got it. But but yes, to to be yeah. the guy of uh, of uh, among those kinds of uh, people, there's only three other people that have done that. Amazing, right?
1: So yeah, he has 1938 uh, yards from scrimmage this season, 17 touchdowns this year. It's amazing. Uh, the year he's having. And his he, team's still awful. That's very true. But he has <laughs> a very outside shot at uh, breaking the record set by his teammate, Chris Johnson, when, when he was going by another name on another team. On St. Louis? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not, David Johnson is teammates Chris with Chris Johnson you're right, right, right Chris Johnson is the one who holds the record for the most uh, all time. Yes. So uh, 20% owned. Uh, one thing that's interesting is I look at the drink five league as kind of a standard, right? Because I feel like we all know what we're doing and it's a very standard scoring league. Standard
0: so that's a league. If league. you guys haven't ever heard us before that, we play as everyone is involved with the drink 5.com community and we are play exactly standard Yahoo league rules.
1: Right? So, uh, of the top 10 tight ends this past week, only two of them were owned by anybody in that league. Um, so maybe Cameron Brate should have owned, but Deion Sims, Eric Swope, Brian Griffin, guys who are making the top 10 list make me wish that Gronkowski was back because those were days when tight ends made more sense. Nowadays, tight ends are completely like random and it's the most, uh, chaotic position at fantasy this year.
0: Unless you have Delaney Walker.
1: Yep. Uh, and so something that I was (laughs) hoping to rant about earlier, and I'm so glad I get the chance to now, uh... 89% 89% completion rate. So last Sunday night, uh, Dak Prescott, or Rain Dakota Prescott, the fortress, thank you pro football reference, uh, he completed 32 of 36 passes against the Bucks. He had an 89% completion rate. He added a touchdown on the ground, and he's now fifth overall in fantasy points at the quarterback position last year. Last year? Er, I'm sorry, la- the last year that Tony Romo played, uh, 2014, he was the 11th best Uh, quarterback. It was arguably Tony Romo's best year. Uh, Tony Romo in 2015 only played four games. He had five touchdowns, seven interceptions. He was sacked six times. Um, The four games he played weren't even consecutive because he was injured. Uh, I I just, you know, I I read all the Tony Romo stats and I put it in perspective and I now like think even more than ever that the should Tony Romo start over Dak Prescott uh, nonsense is utter nonsense and like I hope that we can just put it to rest and know that Tony Romo's days as a cowboy are over.
2: Until next year when Dak Prescott proves he's just
1: like... But Romo will be gone. The 49ers. Romo will be gone, in the for- and it doesn't matter anymore. Everyone can be right next year, that's fine. But this year, Dak Prescott has done so well, and Romo hasn't done enough in the past to warrant keeping him. So Romo will go to another team next year. And, you know, that's it for Romo on the on the Cowboys. This that's is a good run. The, that's good it for the Cowboys. Maybe. They have a guy named Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know if you uh, have noticed this year, but Lions have amazing. Barry Sanders. Right, but who else do they have? Exactly. You don't like the Cowboys, do you, Vince?
2: It, Dak Prescott next year, next year will be just like Scott Mitchell with Barry Sanders in Detroit.
1: I, I don't know enough about the Detroit Lions from the 90s. Look
0: it up. No problem, guys. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, let's be honest. There, there's always going to be issues between us because we, we all have different teams that we like. We all have different players that we favor. But, but the thing we can't fight against is who actually scores the most points. Who actually scores the most points every single year in a fantasy year. That's impossible to fight against. So I want uh, us to end the, the podcast season, because we are going to, unfortunately, as it may be, uh, with uh, a couple of lineup questions. And a lot of questions that I want uh, everybody to answer. But very quickly, okay? So uh, oftentimes when we answer questions, we have a huge amount of information to give. Please, just, uh, just... Just answer the question. Just answer the question real quickly with one sentence or two sentences. Shoot. Just be, 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 be quick. So we, we have one question out here from Steve that is on Twitter. Uh, the question is, I have one wide receiver I can play in a wide receiver three position. Do I play Jordan Matthews or Mike Wallace? We're clockwise. We're going to Vince first. Just
2: one sentence. Jordan Matthews. I agree, Jordan Matthews.
0: I agree, Jordan Matthews. Unanimous. Uh, we, have an- we have another guy who, who is saying, I have a really good team. There's a lot of people here. Uh, So you have to let me start at least uh, three guys from the ones that I have. And I don't know if this guy's in an eight-team league, but he has amazing wide receivers. So here's who he has. He has Brandon Cooks, he has Devontae Adams, Golden Tate, Jarvis Landry, and Stefan Diggs. Who do you start three out of those? Brandon Cooks. Jarvis Landry, Brandon Cooks are kind of my two
1: go-tos there for sure.
0: And Devontae Adams and. uh, um, Adams had some big drops. Stefan Diggs.
1: But you know what? I think that Rodgers goes back to Adams and he catches the ball this time around. I'll go with Adams. Jarvis, Brandon, Adams. All right. We're in agreement. Dave? Jarvis? Jarvis Landry. Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks.
0: Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh and I think we have one more question that is a tight end question. The tight end question is I have a couple of wide receivers that could be my flex and a couple of running backs. I could also have a tight end in my flex. Here are my guys that I could have as my flex position. Just keep in mind that my other positions are okay. <laughs> so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to say that yes.
1: This is a question from David B. No. From Illinois.
0: We're going to have to say that he's okay, right? So, uh, basically, uh, he he said that the, the, the people that he has available in tight end to flex are Garrett Selick from San Francisco. So, it must be a deep league, right? Dennis Pitta from Baltimore. Deion Sims from Miami. And uh, then he also added that there could be a running back flex if if uh, Rex Burkhead or Chris Thompson were worth flexing. So out of those flex positions, who do you guys start? That's Chris Thompson, Rex Burkhead.
1: Garrett Selleck, Deion Sims.
0: Garrett Selleck, Dion Sims.
1: Give me a Dion Sims. That's a higher ceiling than any of those other players. Why not?
2: As a Michigan State guy, Dion Sims and Garrett
1: Selleck. But I'm taking De- I'm both. Taking, I'm taking Dion. De- uh, De- they're Sims.
0: both from Michigan State. Yep, De- <laughs> De- I'm taking Dion Sims out.
1: Can you play the college game? Is it is it a genetic thing? Ooh. No. Can we give you a player? Sean, and they'll Sean play followed
2: it? my suit, but I'll take Dion De-
1: Sims.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So you you're the real college expert of the family.
0: Shoot,
1: shit, yes.
0: All right. Well. There we go, guys. We got to take off. But very, very absolutely, uh, it was an honor to to have your ear during the whole year. And for Jason, both of us uh, just want to say a wonderful time we had this year doing the podcast and doing the research and uh, doing the bets. And then after doing the bets, having to fulfill the bets. Because that's one of the best things.
1: The bets are one of the most fun parts about this.
0: Which is why I wanted to uh, have one of the, maybe, one of the best bets at the end of the year. We'll it's see. A pretty epic one. Well, thank you. We've
1: got a few epic ones to fulfill.
0: So, Vince, thank you for joining us. Jason, thanks for uh, for being here every single day. All right.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. We thank had you a for being
0: here. We had a wonderful year in it. It's obviously because of you guys as well. So. Thank you guys very much for joining us on the podcast, and we hope you do the same next year. For, uh, for Drink5.com, I'm, uh, I'm David Biggs and Jason Evans and Vince Foss saying Drink 5. Drink 6. Now
1: you've ruined it all.
0: <laughs> and so it goes.